Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another installment of Tuesday Morning Church. So glad to have you here. Again, my name is Pastor Ben Brown, for those of you who may not know, but this is our Tuesday worship service, which is considered our traditional service. But as you can see, there's no music right now, but we just get a chance to share in the word of God. So this is our instructional time. You, uh, This is that time that you can use to get a notebook or a notepad, something to take some notes with, or even call somebody else and say, hey, listen, uh, Tuesday Church is on, on, on live stream right now. Tuesday Church is going to be on Facebook so someone else can be able to enjoy what we're about to enjoy. Why are we going to enjoy it? Because it's not about me. It's about our Father, and it should be a beautiful thing because of that. I'm truly, truly excited. Hey, um, you know, as we've been going through this series entitled A Need for Life, one of the foundational things of this particular series is the finished work of Christ. Everybody repeat that with me. The finished work of Christ, meaning that he finished the work that God sent him to do. Now, if we can use that as our vantage point or as our focused center, whenever we read the word of God or look at it, We can see that these are things that have been done already, not things that are going to happen, but things that have been completed already. And I think for most of us as Christians, we kind of lose the fact that our lives have been changed forever because of what Christ has done. So this particular series is to help us get an understanding of what that means. You know, in John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, It says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. That is what Jesus said to us, that we should have life. Now, because of this series, we know that life means a reconnection to God, that while the wages of sin is death, when we were separated from God, that meant death on the spiritual level. So death, separation from God, life is being restored or reconciled to God. But still, that wasn't complete because the completeness comes as we are supposed to live our lives right now. Our heavenly destination is secure. But what about right now? How am I supposed to live my life right now, even in the midst of this pandemic? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to function How am I supposed to look at this particular thing? And again, I'm telling you, we should be concerned, but not scared. We should be wise, but not rambunctious. So let's have some fun today as we talk about a need for life. And this would be the third installment of this particular series. This one is entitled Much More. Again, Much More. I love this because it's really exciting. Now, listen to me. Uh, Whenever I got the job at law enforcement... I remember I was so excited to get the job because, again, my family was hungry and they needed to eat. (laughs) But I got the job and I remember swearing in ceremony. I remember coming out of the academy class, all of that stuff. Beautiful, wonderful experience. But all I wanted to do was get my first paycheck. So they gave me this manual that had all of my coverages, all my insurances, all my amenities. And I remember taking that booklet and putting it in the backseat of my car and taking it home and putting it in the drawer. Never opened it, never read it, wasn't concerned about that. I was only concerned about my first paycheck. And for some of us, we are just like that. We're only concerned about the fact that we'll go to heaven and we forget about our right now. So in that amenities book, 
were for all the features that really blessed me to live on right now. Didn't find out until I had a really bad toothache and had to go to the dentist. And I found out that my amenities book was covered. Dentistry was covered in there. My medical was covered. So for how many of us as Christians don't know what it is that we have already given to us or provided for us as Christians right now? If we knew that, would it not change how we live? I hope so. Let's have some fun today. Are you ready to get in this? I've given you enough time to get your notepads and call folks and do all those things. So let's get started, all right? Much more is what we're going to talk about today. Much more. So we're going to start in Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, and we're going to begin to read at verse 8. Now, this is the amplified translation. And it reads as follows. It says, But God shows and clearly proves... His own love for us. I'm going to stop there real quick. I I, I just need us to get that. He shows and clearly proves his own love to us. How many of us actually know that we are loved by God? Most of us believe that our love from God would be contingent on what we do. How about if God ignored what you did and decided to love you anyway? Decided to love you first. And this is what this is saying to us. It says, but God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us while we were still sinners. So God did not wait for us to do something or change something or develop something. He loves us. He loves you right now. Oh, Pastor Ben, he can't love me, not based on what I've done in my life. No, he he loves you because he already knows what you've done, but he sent you a Messiah. He sent you Jesus. What did Jesus do? Again, the finished work of Christ. He died for you. His blood was shed for you. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of of Jesus. So he showed his love, clearly showed it to us. How did he do that? By by sending his son Jesus to die for us. And this changes our circumstances right now. Let's read a little bit further. You ready? Therefore, based on what we just got done saying, therefore, since we are now justified, justified how? Through the blood of Jesus Christ, through God's ultimate plan. Therefore, since we are now justified, Acquitted, made righteous, and brought into right relationship with God by Christ's blood. Now, I don't know about you. Have you seen anything in there that said what you did? Did you see anything in these verses thus far that said what you did? This is all from God because he loves us. He has made you righteous. He has changed our relationship with him. Why? By the blood of Jesus. Listen a little bit further. It says, how, everybody say this with me, much more. Certain is it that we shall be saved by him from the indignation and wrath of God. Much more. Much more. Much more. So here's what I need you to know. 
If you're living your everyday life in fear of the wrath of God, this verse just told you you shouldn't. If you're living your life every day thinking that there's this ultimate punishment that is coming your way because you, you've done something, the word of God has freed you from that. I need us to really grasp this today. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What did that mean to me? His death paid a debt that I couldn't pay. It's a debt he didn't owe, but one I couldn't pay. So he stepped in the steed. He stepped in my place for me like a person standing in the courtroom and said, I'll take that sentence for him. That's our justification. That's us being acquitted. So I need you to know this is real. This has happened. It's already done. This is completed the day you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is God. It takes place. Now, how is this important? Because I need this for my life. I need to understand this because it will change how I live. I won't live in fear. I'll understand that I've been set free to serve the living God. I'm free to serve him. Well, Pastor, man, what are you talking about? My slate has been wiped clean. Oh, brother, I got enough sins in my life that could last a couple lifetimes. But because of God's love for me, because of his love for you, he sent Jesus to die for me. And Jesus took my place. He paid my debt that allowed me to be have my slate wiped clean. That I am a new creation in Christ. I get a fresh start in life. So no matter what the sin, this grace is much more. No matter how big the sin is considered by people or circumstances, by society, this grace is much more. I sure hope y'all are hearing me today. This stuff is important because it changes how we live. Let's go again, staying in Romans chapter five. We're going to jump over to, I believe, no, we got to read verse 10. Let's, let's go back. It says, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled. Reconciled's past tense. Listen closely. For, what, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. So his death allowed us to be reconciled. It is, everybody say it with me, much more certain now that we are reconciled that we shall be saved listen closely daily delivered from sin's dominion through his resurrected life now i could dance right now because that's just how beautiful this is daily on a daily basis between now until christ comes back or till we go home to be with him daily you have been delivered from sin's dominion, meaning that sin no longer has the power over you. It no longer has the power to cause you to live in condemnation or to live in guilt or to live in sorrow or to live in regret. It, it doesn't have the power to do that anymore. And I need us to get this. Most Christians fight against this hard because we think it's pious to be downtrodden. It's pious to feel bad about yourself. It's pious to do. No, that is not true. If you do not accept what Christ has done, you're actually taking his death in vain. You're taking his name in vain. Did he not die for us? 
Did he not pay for our sins? I need us to get this because it frees us. Let's keep going here. Romans chapter 5, verse 15. Oh, I, I love this stuff. It says, but God's free gift. When something is free, that means there's no strings attached. You didn't do anything to get it. It's free. But God's free gift is not at all to be compared to the trespass. His grace is out of all proportion to the fall of man. For if many died through one man's falling away, that's Adam, his lapse, his offense, everybody say this with me, much more profusely did God's grace and the free gift that comes through the undeserved favor of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound and overflow to and for the benefit of many overflows nor is the free gift at all to be compared to the effect of that one man's sin for the sentence following the trespass of one man adam brought condemnation whereas the free gift following many transgressions brings justification and act of righteousness for if because of one man's trespass laughs or offense death reigned through that one everybody much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace his unmerited favor and the free gift of righteousness putting them into right standing with himself Reign, oh man, reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So, brothers and sisters, reign. You are supposed to be reigning in life. Reign means that you have authority. You are over and above all these other things. What are you over and above? You're over and above guilt, low self-esteem, condemnation, shame. These things have been defeated by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So that now you've been through his death, been reconciled through his life, through his resurrection, you now have life. So on an everyday basis, we have to learn how to reign. Now hear me, brothers and sisters, this does not mean that we won't have tough times, that your knees won't knock every now and then, that your hands won't tremble when you're facing situations. But what it means is you don't give up. You don't quit. Suffering now produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. So, And hope does not fail. So you see how this thing is transitioned. Oh, we're going to have tough times. And Jesus said that. That in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, for I've overcome the world. So when trouble comes, what do we do? We continue to look to the throne and not to the trouble. We continue to walk. And stand strong. Why? Because we know God promised to never leave us nor forsake us. Doesn't mean it won't be tough. During this pandemic, there have been over 50,000 lives lost. They won't walk the earth ever again. Now, I don't know exactly how many of them had confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But their physical life may have ended. But their spiritual life never will. Never. 
because this thing is final. It's complete. It is the finished work of Christ. He came that we would have life on two levels. What levels? Both physically and spiritually. What kind of life? Eternal life. I need you to know this is beautiful stuff and it should free us. It should give us this energy to live on a daily basis an incredible life. I say, well, Pastor Bill, what do you mean about an incredible life? I mean, having that freedom to go, you know what, God? I've done some crazy things in my life. And I've been so sorry and broken and, and downtrodden. And I felt so bad. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to be around other people because, I, you know, they may know what I did. Or they, I may think they know. And I just feel so bad. I don't feel as good as them. And God says to you, everybody has fallen short of my glory. Everybody. And the only way anybody can enter into a reconciliation life with me is not through their actions, but through accepting my son. Because he is the door. He is the gate. He is the one that you come through him to get to me. How do we come through him? We all have faith in him. We believe. And once we do, we receive the same thing that everybody else receives. You ever think that there were other Christians out there because they didn't do what you did? That, that their sin was on a different level? Boy, we're good at this. We, you know, we're, we have a sin rating system. You know, we have the, the, the dirty double and the, the dirty 12 and the filthy 12 and the not so bad 6 and... And then we have the little white lie. <laughs> we got all of these ratings and none of that stuff is in the Bible. Sin is sin. And who can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So that puts us all on the same level ground. Now that we know our sins are paid for, what comes next? Life. And this verse just told us on a daily basis, you're supposed to reign. You're supposed to fight this good fight of faith. You're supposed to be stronger, more excited about living. I pray, God, this is making sense to you today. Let's go to another verse that I think may help us. Let's go to Hebrews. And uh, we're going to read from chapter 7. And it reads as follows. It says, Now there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from continuing in office. So during this time period, the priesthood process, there were all these priests and these priests had different functions and different duties. But guess what? All of their duties would come to an end because they would die. Death would prevent them from doing anything on an eternal basis. So they may be efficient and effective at doing things on a yearly basis, But they were not effective at bringing on eternal salvation, eternal freedom. Because why? Death prevented them from continuing on in office. But let's read on. It says, but because Jesus does what? He lives forever. How did that happen? They killed him. They put him in the tomb. Three days later, he rose. For him to get up, he had to break the back of death. He had to destroy the power of death. And he did that. So now he lives forever. Now here's what makes this thing so magnificent. 
Him living forever provides for us everything he won for us between his death and his resurrection. All of those victories that he won during that time period, because he now lives forever, he becomes our priest. He becomes the one who goes into the holies of holies for us to win our freedom, to win our ability to reign in life. And nothing can stop it. Why? Because he lives forever. And because he lives forever, he provides these amenities to us forever. Let's read on. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save partially. Now, it doesn't say that, does it? It says, therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Such a high priest truly meets our need. One who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day. First for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priest men in all their weakness. But the oath which came after the law appointed the son, Jesus, who has been made perfect forever. How long is forever? It's forever. And forever. And forever. And here's what we need to grasp from this. I really need you to get it. I'm telling you, my my heart goes out to you right now. Because I know that there are people out there who are broken. There are people out there whose lives are twisted. Because of sin. But I need you to know something today. You can't work your way through that. You can't unfold that and try to rework it or try to build up the old shack of a life. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to die just like Christ. That's the whole symbol of baptism. You're supposed to die, be buried, and then be resurrected a brand new person. And now the priesthood that would represent you is Jesus. He goes into the holies of holies. He goes into heaven on your part. He didn't take the blood of goats and lambs. He took his blood into the most holies of holies. The pure, blameless, unadulterated blood of Jesus was spilt for you. How many times? Once. Why only once? Because it was totally and completely effective. He was able to make happen for us everything that God wanted us to experience. So here it is. God wants you to reign in life. Well, pastor, you don't know what I've done. I don't need to know what you've done. Here's what I do know. God does. But he showed his love for us that while we were yet sinners, when we were his enemies, he proved his love for us by sending Jesus. So what am I trying to tell you today? A couple things. First, live. 
Live to the glory of God. Come, add your abilities to the body of Christ. Come give to the body whatever it is you have to give. Don't give reluctantly. Don't give in fear. Don't give thinking that that what you have to offer is second class or third class because all that would be wrong. Come and give because you are a child of God. Come and give because you have been washed clean like everybody else. Come and give and don't worry about your past because your past is over. It's been paid for. You have a brand new life. Now what are you supposed to do with this brand new life? Reign. On a daily basis, reign. Well, pastor, what are you talking about? That means have authority, have power. Don't give in to what you did or what people think. You ever been around those folks, man? You can walk into a room and maybe you're like that. You're always worrying about what other people are thinking about you. Such a horrible waste of time. Because whatever they're thinking about you cannot change what God has already done for you. You can think I'm an idiot. You can think I'm a knucklehead. You can think I'm all kinds of things. But because Jesus lives in heaven, because he's always there interceding for me, I am a child of God. Jesus will continue to always make that clear to me through the Holy Spirit. That's the voice I want you to hear today. I want you... The rain in life. I don't want you to go backwards. I don't want you to look backwards. I want you to reign in life. Let's go to another verse that I think might be helpful to us today. In Hebrews chapter 9. It says, but when Christ came as high priest of the good things that are now already here. He went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands. This is to say, is not a part of this creation. Why? Because he went to heaven. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal Redemption, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean, sanctify them so they are outwardly clean. How much more then? Everybody say much more, much more. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, Cleanse our consciousness from acts that lead to death. Why? So that we may serve the living God. We have been a very sin conscious society. Everything has been about sin. How big they are, how many, all of that. We've been sin conscious and we didn't understand that the scripture took away the power and the dominion of sin and placed us into grace. So I need you to quit being sin conscious and become grace conscious. Brothers and sisters, please, I hope this 
message today has been a help to you. We still got a couple more installments to go. Go tell somebody that Tuesday church is happening on Tuesday. Go share that fact with them, please. If you would close your eyes right now and bow your heads, we're going to share in a word of prayer. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you, Lord, for what you have given to us today. And right now, Father, we pray that there are some people out there that may not have come to know you yet. There are some people today who heard this message and because they did, they are ready now to start afresh, start anew. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, bless them. Give them the courage to not quit, not give up, not turn around, to know what you have already done for us. If you would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we have a decision team here at the church. Just call us. Just give the church a call. If, if, if you're starting over and you just need some help, give the church a call. We got help for you. There are so many people right now, even on the Internet, willing to help you walk through this to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Brothers and sisters, I thank you. Now, I need you to do something for me as we close this prayer. Repeat after me. I will reign because he reigns. I will reign in life because he reigns in heaven forever. Father, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name, we pray and everyone say it. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. See you next week.